0: We so hello everyone. Welcome to the Triple Down podcast uh, show, whatever you want to call it. Uh, You're here with me Tyrone and I've got Nick here today and we're going to I guess cut it up on our first ever episode. So yeah, this is going to be a real cool journey. We'll see how we go with the stream and go from there. Um, And I guess to give a bit of context um, why it's called Triple Down is that obviously we want to talk to everyone about their business and kind of share you know what everyone does because i'm pretty sure not everyone knows who in this group yet um and i say yet because we want to make sure that uh, we can create stuff that people can get to know each other uh but really this is more than just about business this is about learning about each other and what we're up to as individuals and why we kind of got into potentially the space we're in and also kind of connecting back into our community too so yeah so um what's up nick how you going man kia ora, kia ora. i'm good i'm good how about yourself yeah bro, good, good. Obviously had a few technical difficulties, so feeling better right now, and we're going to get on with yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, before we kind of track into some questions bro, um, if you can introduce yourself please. All good, all good, yeah. Hi everyone, kia ora te iwi, uh, e
1: kia um, Nick Manarangi, tōku My name's Nick, e noa ana e uh, ki pēmio I in na. Um, we live in Pamia, we as in my my father and my three kids, two kids. Whoa, where did that come from? Um, <laughs> um, I suppose it'll be uh, right for me to do what us Maori do and, and and introduce our little bit about our pepeha and our whakapapa, um which is on my on my father's side. I have um, some Cook Island lineage, which I'm exploring at the moment. It's it's one of those journeys where. Um, I'm really keen to learn more about that side because I didn't grow up with, um, with any Cook Island um, influence in the Fano after my my parents separated. But on my mother's side, it's very, very simple for me. So it's... Um, uh, ko Panguru Papata Te Reinga, uh, Te Maunga. Ko Ngātoki, Matawāroa, Te Waka. Uh, ko Hokianga Nui, Akupe, Te Moana. Ko Waiho Nui, a rua, Te Awa. Ko wai uh, Te Tupanā um everyone, thank you for having me on tyrone and looking forward to uh to getting into
0: it awesome bro um and thank you uh for you yeah, just kind of I guess reflecting on obviously where you're from and I guess you're papa. and it's always good to kind of start from that uh, kind of space because um I'm just gonna kind of jump straight into it and kind of go into so what do you do what is what is the business what does nick do on a day-to-day um yeah what what are you up to bro yep so
1: um bit of backstory uh, we arrived back in aotearoa 2015 and i was working in in, in kind of like a lot of uh, sales and media roles back in london where we spent 10 years and when i got back when i left there i was really quite interested in this whole digital world this you know t- 2014 i started looking at websites and how websites are built and didn't really know much didn't know anything about um ads i didn't know you could even advertise on the internet i didn't you know i didn't didn't know any I didn't know how any of that stuff kind of worked and i was really keen on learning more so when i got back i started doing courses and got into this thing called um i heard about this thing called search engine optimization so I found out that businesses were paying money to these agencies or to these consultants to get them on the first page of Google. So if it's a plumber, for instance, in the local area and someone's typing in plumber Pam Muir, um, that plumber, whoever's at the top would have paid someone or did it him him or herself to get them at the top of that page. And that was quite um, quite eye-opening for me because I thought, well, if everyone's on Google, I'm constantly on my phone doing stuff, researching things. If, if you can be where your customers are, um, Uh, when they're searching for your product or service then then of course that's going to be a quite a uh, a valuable skill to have so traditionally i've come from that print world or that event sponsorship world where it's like you know here's a magazine or here's a piece of paper a newspaper you pay me money to advertise in the newspaper but around that time i was feeling myself this is an industry that's kind of going out the door right and it was really expensive and the the return that a customer will get well sometimes it was actually zero return so that didn't really sit well with me um having conversations with my existing clients and th- them saying to me we'll spent all this money nick and we got nothing from it you know it didn't it wasn't really a, a nice feeling to have so um yeah so look i just jumped into courses um learned on the job learned with uh, did some free work around around pamia for a couple of a couple of businesses and i started my own consultancy in 2016 mean bro. um yeah doing just the real basic uh what did i start off with can't remember now Uh started off with paid ads right so google paid ads that was a bit like the first thing i started off with I, I would first client was a landscaper and he wanted to get more jobs in the eastern suburbs area around mission bay kohimarama and he wanted to know how to get his business there because he didn't know how to didn't know how to do it so my first ever paying paying customer was was a landscaper and i thought look if i can do it for him then surely i could do it for other people um so fast forward 2019 2020 sorry and i went into business with um another another uh another friend of mine from Te, uh, Te in the east coast and another Auckland lady so we're all kind of three three-way partners in rise rise auto rise digital and we help businesses and organizations navigate through this this digital, this digital world.
0: Yeah. I mean, awesome. And I guess, you know, uh, one of my following questions was, why did you choose digital marketing? And you explained, obviously, you came from a world where you could see um, uh, it, it was starting to evolve and starting to change. And obviously, this was the, the place it was going to go. So, Mike, mm-hmm. I guess my question is, um, if you came from that world and um, – you know, obviously you could get a job in this space. Why did you choose to kind of go down the business route or entrepreneurship route to do this?
1: Because uh, I kind of felt that if I if I went to an agency and said, you know, I've got all this experience and blah, 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 they'll look at my CV and they'll be like, We well, don't have any digital experience, like that's just the way it is, right? It's like, they've probably got like about 10 other CVs on their desk. One is a guy who's got all this experience in sales um, five of them probably got a degree or some sort of marketing um, diploma of some sort so yeah and then maybe the, like the you know the three or four others may even have experience right they might have experience in two or three or four years in an agency. So it's I, I kind of looked at it from the shoes of like a hiring manager because I've kind of been in those positions before. Yep. And unfortunately, you have to have some sort of system. And everyone's systems are different to, again, navigate the the CVs that you have in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just felt that my CV probably would have just got thrown out straight away. Okay. And in some ways, rightfully so, because they run a business, they can't afford, sometimes they can't afford to carry people or have the systems in place to train people. They want someone who's perhaps not perfect, but they'll have someone that they, that they can kind of nurture along that along that route as well. So that was one of the reasons, but I think the biggest reason is that I've always wanted to work for myself. And me and my friends would always talk about how we're going to go on alone, we're going to leave this company, we're going to do this and do that, and we just always used to talk about it. So coming back to Aotearoa in uh, 2015 with like no job, um, two really young kids under under three, and the wife also not working probably on paper wasn't um you know a lot of people might not have wanted to do that but i just kind of felt in my stomach that was the best thing for us to do that that was the best thing for me to do and for me to trust in myself that i can get this i can learn this world and i can use my kind of previous skills to go out there and find
0: customers cool and Mm. um yeah, I kind of um intrigued by what you're saying there right because mm. um in such a situation you could have uh, pursued a job which would have been definitely okay uh, but there's something about um I guess creating a business that really intrigued you and you wanted to pursue that and I guess kind of my um I guess follow-up question to that is, you know, how did you how did you manage to kind of learn not only the digital marketing stuff but the entrepreneurship stuff like you know, and how how was it going through there? Like, you know, really kind of jumping into something that you've got all these responsibilities, but you also mm. got to figure it out real fast. Like, how was that kind of journey?
1: I'm still on that journey. You know, I'm still learning. Um, it's never ending. It's a never ending cycle of learning and upskilling and pivoting, and then COVID happens and stuff like that. So it's always this constant, constant learning thing, I suppose, to answer the question and give you some kind of nuggets. Um, how did I learn the entrepreneurship was the first question, right? Yeah. How did I learn learn on the job? Um, I suppose coming from the world that I've come from in terms of, okay, so I was always working for other people, but we were, we were always kind of thinking that we were running our own businesses in some respects. Like we were looking after one side of the business, which was sales. Of course, there's so many other sides to the business, right? But I I was kind of proficient and and confident in this area over here. And um, I had the confidence from learning digital, which was really, really hard for me to grasp. It was actually quite hard until I kind of came across um, the Google Ads and stuff. Like the concepts, to get the concepts was actually quite easy for me, but actually doing the mahi, like going behind there and, and figuring out how that engine works, that was actually quite hard for me but I kind of had that confidence that if I can learn this this quite um, beast of a topic and make that work, I just had to make other things work. So I started looking into, well, the first thing you need is is an IRD number. What the hell is an IRD number? What's it, it useful? I still don't actually know what it's useful, but I needed it. Um, I needed a GST number. And that took me a while to get my head around why this GST even, <laughs> you know. Money comes in one way and then goes out the other way. Um, I had to, you know, speak to people that had been on that road or sailed on that waka before me for them to kind of get some information. For me to get that information from them. So, you know, finance was a big thing. Uh, Once I started working with clients, it was operations. So I suppose just breaking down all those things that make a business tick. Didn't figure it out for myself all alone. I had... You know, I did courses about this. I had access to um, a business mentor, which they are—you can find them online. They're free. Uh, Facebook groups are hugely, hugely, hugely uh, beneficial for me. YouTube videos, you know, just like I need to figure this thing out, and I have to be a sponge because I don't know anything. So I just kind of break it all down into into bite-sized chunks, and I suppose that's how I—that's how I get through and how I learn. That's how I learned the best is to um, absorb just huge amounts of, of data and information.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of mm. learned the same way. Um, and it's a interesting thing because I like to, like, what is the word, like decompartmentalize kind of things and break it down so it's easier to kind of, I guess, go through and, and understand mm. and, and learn from. And I think one of the interesting things for me was like, there were so many things that I didn't know. So it's like, I can't break some things down because I don't actually know what I don't know. And it was that yep. whole kind of journey to kind of, um, I think that inner journey, right, of mm. trying to go through, um, yes, I don't know this. Um, is this the thing I'm supposed to be doing? Because, you know, like mm. and you're going to go down this kind of really vicious cycle. Um, as, you know, someone that's been through this, you know, how how's that been for you in terms of, um, you know, Sitting inside yourself through this process and, and all the things that you go through there, how, how was that journey as well?
1: Tough, you know, some days it was just like, you know, we've all gone through it. Some days very early on it be, because you don't know what you don't know, you don't know where to start. Mm. So if you don't know where to start, then sometimes you, I'd be sitting there just paralyzed yeah. because I don't know what that next step is. Cause I don't know, I know where I want to go, but I don't know the blocks in order for me to build the waka to get to the place where I want to go. So if I don't know how to build the waka, how do I even know where to start? What kind of, I don't even have the tools. I don't even know about the tools that I need to build the thing to get to the place where I want to go. And that's hugely frustrating. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone on that. Um, And I suppose with me, I have some impatience about me um, just built into my DNA. So when I don't get something then it's massively frustrating. Um, so you know, it's tough, it's tough as, but some somehow you just keep on it and then the following week or even the next day or even, you know, a couple of months later, you've created something or you're using a tool that you never, used, you never knew before. And you're like way ahead of where you were from that day that you wanted to give up. Um, it's easy looking at it in hindsight, though. It's easy for me to sit here and go, oh, you know, because you've, I've had so many of these times where it's just like, and we're having one of those right now at the moment with something else internally in the business. But thankfully, three of us, three heads are better than one. And um, we've all been on different journeys. And we kind of have that confidence, yep. the yep. confidence that we
0: are going to get through this because it's just it's just what happens, you know. Yeah, true, mm. and I guess that's an interesting point there you you, you kind of bring up too, because obviously you, um, I guess, doing consulting and I guess doing that work alone um, without going into kind of specific details, you know, and you obviously working in a business now with others, you know, how how is that kind of uh, being too trying to I guess figure out what is it that you want for yourself, and obviously you've got other people that uh, want what they want for themselves and trying to bring that together. How's that been?
1: Arts. Massively game changing for me. It's like way better than what it was because this is a lonely game, you know. A lot of people that are consultants or entrepreneurs, or if you kind of you know listen to some of these podcasts, somewhere along the way you hear this this work called lonely come up. Um, that's why a lot of people that who are entrepreneurs gravitate maybe towards other entrepreneurs because they're all going through the same shit. Whereas someone like when I think about when I was working that 9 to 5, I can't really relate to the stuff that an entrepreneur is going through because it's impossible for you to relate. Um, so. You still there, Kuss? Yep,
0: yep, still there, still there. <laughs> question, bro. Um, so it was. How has it been working as a team? Obviously, you guys oh, have been on yeah. the news.
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, I loved working as a consultant, but you can only get to so far in, ter- in terms of clients, where things start getting a little bit all over the place for me. Right. So one client, sweet. Two clients, okay. Three clients, fine. Four, starting to get a little bit because you've got so many kind of balls in the air. And then five, six, and seven. Well, I don't think I ever got to seven, but six was, uh, yeah, six was six was painful. <laughs> six was painful. Um, so just having two other heads there, it's just, you know, spread the load. And having different ideas as well. Like when you're by yourself in the room or in the garage or on the kitchen table, it's just your ideas all the time. Um, but, you know, I, I never had anyone, like, find an idea, I'd be like, oh, I wish I had someone to bounce off, bounce that. Idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but now I've got. I, I can just go on Slack miss and just go. bang, man, what do you guys think of this? Oh shit! Oh, you know what? This shit. Thanks. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like <laughs> it's just like cool. Then I just get on with my day. Whereas some some days I might sit there all day thinking about this shit idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nah, no, totally um, hear you on that. And like I, for my journey, I started the other way around. Uh oh, kind of did a little work by myself, but um realized you know the the cool thing around working with a team is because you have others that you can talk to and bounce ideas off and, you know, both spaces come with pros and cons, right? Because the more people you have on your team, you also have to figure out how do we support each other um, resource wise as well, you know, all that kind of jazz um, more plays into that too. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to go back on the um, thing because you talked about, you know, this journey um, that we all go through as entrepreneurs, you know, this real deep inner journey around, am I good enough? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? While trying to figure out everything. For you, you know, what, what was it that kind of got you through? Was it something that was pulling you? Like, you know, a bigger vision, a bigger idea that you kind of had set for yourself or your family or whatever the, yeah. you know, in business? Or was it something that was kind of pushing you like a drive, like, you know, kind of similar thing, but I think there's, was it something yeah. pulling, pushing, or was it a hybrid of both? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I am more...
1: Um, I think, I think you've got two types of people that either have a like a pull or a or a push. That's what I believe. Anyway, prove, happy to be proven wrong. But I'm definitely more of the the push type of person. Yeah. Um, and it was really around. Well, this has to work, right? Because I was the you know, the the breadwinner here. Um, my wife ended up getting a job which was which is good but I had to make this this thing work with she's not she's not from here. she's from Europe, right? So this has to work. <laughs> there's, there's just no there's no choice around it and it, it, it's you know we're still going through the process of it of it being better. I'm always looking for you know wanting to be better, creating a, a, a better business, creating more value, obviously, and all, all that stuff that comes comes along with it. So we're definitely not there yet, but way better than what it was when it was uh, first conceived in 2016. Um, so it's really coming down to whānau, really. Yeah. So building a better future for my existing whānau, showing my tamariki that you don't necessarily have to go out there and get um, a job. You can get a job. That's absolutely fine. Um you don't necessarily have to go to university. If you want to go to university, that's absolutely fine as well. Uh, but showing them that their dad can actually create a business, uh, you know, be part of something from, from the home. And I think that's quite normal now with the whole COVID and everything. So it's not really a, a big thing to be working from home anymore. But to be entrepreneurial, to to um to see opportunities. I saw this huge opportunity, um, jumped on it, thought it was thought it was great. I wasn't the first one to do it. But I just kind of knew that there, there, there can't be, uh, there's probably, and I was right, there's there's not enough digital consultants or Facebook ads experts or Google ads or SEOs out there for all the businesses that need it, right? There's so there's way more businesses than there are consultants and agencies. So I just knew that the pie was so huge, there's an opportunity, boom, let's go after it. So for me, it's really a drive of having it, having it work. Uh, Showing shown my tamariki that their dad can do it, and anyone can do it. Um, but the ultimate goal, as well, is to is to um, show others that they can they can start a digital agency business, and it's really easy. It's so simple. You know, if I was to go back now, I'd probably cut out all of 2016 and start off <laughs> start off from a from a different point. But at the same time, I needed all of that pain. Eh? You need all that pain in order to kind of learn from it, and um, yeah, to
0: document it, but yep. that's pretty much pretty much it for me, man. Cool, and, and that kind of segues into a question that I wanted to ask because mm. I think, um, you know, I'm the same. You know, sometimes I dwell too much on, you know, what could I have done better, you know, so mm. I ride that a different position, but at the same time, I always reflect that I had to go through that to know that, you know, so um, what is kind of for yourself, you know, having got to this point, and obviously there's more learning that's going to be happening, but what is the biggest – well, Biggest, you know, might have a couple lessons you've learned um, that you wish you learned kind of early as well.
1: That I wish I learned early. Um, I'm better at it now. Like, be a little more patient, you know. Um, because through my information and data gathering, of course, you're gonna you're gonna stumble across these gurus that make like a hundred grand a month, right? These gurus, these Facebook ads experts, and all of these. Other types of gurus that sell courses so um i suppose patience and uh, being realistic being realistic about the time that you're putting in being realistic about um the road that you want to travel down and and how far away right you you are now to where you want to be so like i said before the impatience has been part of my genetic makeup all my life. I have gone better. Um, but the biggest takeaway for me would probably, yeah, just be a little more patient and like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. As long as you have that you know, it's cheesy as hell, like that vision or that thing driving you or your why, as long as you have that there and that's Pono, that's truth, um, you will get there. Just gotta be a little bit more, you know, I hear these gurus say, look, you know, this is, this is a, this is a long game long game a lot of you know the one of the big reasons why people just kind of give up and i, I like the, i like the analogy of the gym for those that go to the gym you know you're going i don't know first week of january that's usually the uh was the second week of january It's usually the high time isn't it where everyone starts signing up to the gym again Yeah. um but by but by easter you know first 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 couple of weeks first month going into february you know it was three to four times a week then we come to end of March and then it's like once or twice a week. And then April, you'll be lucky if you're going once a week. Right. And I suppose it's that it's the same sort of analogy, right? Your people are going six weeks later, they look in the mirror. And yeah, there's a bit of tightness, you know, there's a little bit of it's a little bit of something showing. You know, it's still got the it's still got the, the belly around the, you know, Christmas, Christmas kaya around the around the waist and the thighs aren't aren't, aren't looking like how they thought they were going to look but there is, there is like little bits of progress there underneath the skin. Mm. Right. Like in the pec area or wherever. Right. But because they don't see it, they go, ah, this is, this is a bit of a waste of time. You know, Oh, I'll keep going, but, uh, yeah, I'm getting whole hard with it. Yeah. And then just at the point where they're probably going to go up a couple of plates, just at the point where, you know, on that, on that cardio machine, they were like, they were like, um, burnt out, gassed. They were gassed at 10 minutes. But now they're gassing it more like 13, 14 minutes. Just at that point where they're kinda of like gonna like, you know, crack through and like see like um, lots of transformational change, but they were gonna actually go to another level and that level is probably only from here to here. Mm-hmm. Then they just gave up. And like, oh, it was like, ah fuck this. Fuck this gym. It doesn't work anyway. Shit. Look at you know. Uh, oh, I got other things to do. So I don't know if that answers your question, bro, but I kinda like to use that because it's happened to me a lot. <laughs> i mm-hmm.